for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Christy Huff. How's it going today, Christy? Hey, it's going great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's it's interesting because when usually when we have people on the podcast from, like, California or that's in mm-hmm. California, usually it's a little bit later in the day. So it's nice that it's, like, 8 o'clock, so it's, like, the perfect time for me and... yeah. You know, so. perfect time for him. Like it's 6 p.m. here. It's yeah. like perfect Friday night. Here we go. <laughs> yep. Kicking it off, kicking it off right. Um, yeah. So first off, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, we're gonna have a blast. You know, we're gonna talk about you, your music. You got some new music coming out here soon, and you know, so we're we're gonna have a good time. Um, but first, before we jump in too deep. Uh, What's kind of your origin story? What got you into music? You know, stuff of that nature. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on. Um, yeah, and I guess like my origin story with music. I mean, I've always loved music and singing since I was like a little girl. And I would like grow up singing songs from like musical theater. Like I would sing um, songs from Annie the musical and Evita. And like my parents would put me in like, um, camps growing up called Camp Broadway. So I would, I was like really into that kind of stuff. And then, um, you know, of course, as I got older, I started listening to, you know, like Michelle Branch and like singer songwriter types and like Taylor Swift, of course, and um, Carrie Underwood. And that was, you know, those artists were huge influences on me. Um, and then I, you know, I, I, I was singing for forever. And then I was taking vocal lessons from, um, from yeah just a voice teacher like when I was in high school and she told me she was like you know if you want to get anywhere in the music industry you have to write your own songs and that really stuck with me and um I started writing songs um like on GarageBand because I didn't know how to play an instrument yet when I was like in ninth grade and then I started playing the guitar on and off like when I was like 15 so I wrote my first song on a guitar when I was uh, a senior in high school. So then I just would come home every day and would write a new song. So then like my parents were like, oh, do you want to like try re- like record a song here in Arizona? Cause I'm from Arizona. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like let's, let's do it. So um, that it wasn't until my senior year of high school when I really realized that, you know, I wanted to really pursue this as a career and you know, now that I was writing songs and was starting to record, I felt like, I felt like I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm going to give this a try. And just at the time in my mind, I was like, I'm going to take one year off from, from college. And of course, now here I am years and years later. And I'm so glad that I, that I just went with it and like dove deep into it. And, you know, I recorded in Nashville and then eventually I moved out to LA and now I've recorded in both LA and Nashville and kind of go back and forth between LA and Nashville. And yeah, that kind of sums up, I guess, like 
how I got into everything, you know, just, I mean, I've always just loved music. So. Awesome. Awesome. And so you're originally from Mesa and you're currently mm -hmm. in LA, but you spent yes. split your time between LA and Nashville. Mm -hmm. How long have you been, how long have you lived in California at this point? Six years now. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> time goes by so fast. You know, it, you bring up that it's crazy and it's like, People move out to LA because they want to pursue whatever their career is. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot of people where they go out there and then two years later, they're moving back just because LA. Is yeah, it's hard. It's yeah. And the fact that you've been out there for six years and you're really flourishing, it's like, okay, it is possible. Like not everybody that goes out to LA comes back two years later and is like, well, I try. Yeah, I've, I've heard like LA LA is a five-year town like you have to give it at least five years to even see where you can get in your career so yeah so I, I believe that because it's yeah. taken me a long time just to just to even know what you're supposed to do you yeah. know so yeah I got gotcha. you I got gotcha. you I'd never heard that one about the five-year town I've never heard that mm -hmm. before but that makes sense yeah because it's such a big town you know yeah big there's city, so much going on so many industries yeah yeah, absolutely. And um, how often do you get to go out to Nashville? Well, before yeah. everything happened, <laughs> uh, I was going out like every two months or so, okay. like the last two years I would mm -hmm. be going out and I'm sad. I was supposed to be out there. Last, I went out in February and then I was supposed to be back out there in April and then was going to spend like most of the summer there. And then as we all know yeah. <laughs> what's happening right now <laughs> so yeah, that kind of has stopped things but um and i don't know my plans to go when i'm gonna go out there again i hope mm -hmm. soon and you know when all this was kind of starting like in march with the lockdown and everything i was kind of thinking like well maybe i'll just go to nashville because in la i i was like things are gonna probably start back up in nashville sooner than they do in la mm -hmm. but you know i'm still kind of in limbo yeah when that will be <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's very true because it's like la is the bigger city but mm -hmm. nashville also is a very big city so it's mm -hmm. just kind of like a toss-up of you know yeah i'll see i'll see like where is doing better in like the next couple months but months weeks i don't know because things change so quickly like Rapid, you know yeah. la opened up for a little bit and then like in a matter of days we shut down again so it's like i don't know <laughs> yeah yep i completely understand is there is there do you ever see a point where you're gonna have to kind of choose between la and nashville or do you hope there's a situation where it's like nope i could still make kind of both yeah both? yeah like i think um for the time being i think like you know like even with this whole quarantine which i've learned it's like you can be anywhere and especially now with like social media um and like zoom rights like I've, I've written with people in la nashville london during this time so i don't know if that's necessary right now just because i have been able to like when i go out to nashville i'm there for a couple weeks and stack my schedule up like super tight and I'm super busy and make the most of my time there. So for the time being, I feel like I almost get more done when I'm there for a couple of weeks mm -hmm. than if I were, if I actually lived there. Mm -hmm. uh, just because, you know, like I see it when I 
just living in LA. It's like, I get a lot of things done musically, but then I also have my life here where I have my friends, I have, you know, my hobbies and just everyday busyness. That's mm -hmm. just not always your career. So I feel like I'm able to devote all of my time to my work and to my music when I'm in Nashville. And if I moved there, um, I think, I don't know if it would make much of a difference, although I was looking forward to going out for a couple of months this summer, so I could kind of make that decision, but yeah. I don't know, we'll see. I do, I do plan, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I do plan on going out for a couple of months, hopefully soon. <laughs> gotcha. That sounds like what we go through every time, we, whenever like us as Live and Amplified go out to Nashville, yeah. it's just kind of like, all right, we're here. And, I mean, we're not there for a couple of weeks. We're there for like mm -hmm. maybe a couple of days. And so it's mm -hmm. just like, all right, everybody up at 9 a.m. And we're running yeah. till midnight. And we're it changes your productivity, I think. Because you're like, oh, I have, I have a time limit. Whereas if you live someplace, because I know just living in L.A., yeah. you're like, oh, I'll get to that next week. Yeah. And then next week comes and you're like, oh, I'll get to that next week. And then it's just lots of time passes. <laughs> yep. Yep, absolutely. You know, and it's, it's like, and I, I think that's why I like traveling so much because it's like, anytime I go somewhere, it's like, okay, I know I only have this amount of time here. I don't know when I'm going to be back, but yeah. as much done as we can. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> so especially when we only travel once every couple of months, you know, it's, it's quite, mm -hmm. quite, uh, quite different. So, yeah. Um, so you got some new music that's out, mm -hmm. correct? Uh, so you got the, uh, Gold Summer that released, was it last week, I believe? Last week, yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, it's been out a week today. Okay. <laughs> awesome. And you wrote that in February in Nashville, the California <laughs> <Yes>. Summer Song <laughs> in Nashville during probably the coldest month? Yeah, it, it was really cold and rainy. <laughs> Yep. I was there. So what's kind of the uh, story behind the, the song? Yeah. So um, in my notes, like in my phone, I keep a bunch of titles uh, in my phone. And Gold Summer ha is a title that I've had written down for a while now. And I, um, I, I got with my co-writers. And my goal leaving that Nashville trip, I wanted to leave with a summer song, a song to release in the summer, whether it what, whether it said the word summer in it or not, I just wanted a song that I could release in the summer that people could, you know, enjoy. And mm -hmm. um, it could explain and talk about, um, especially I live in Southern California, like all of the fun activities there are to do in Southern California. So I got with my co-writers um, on the song, Mason Douglas and Philip Pence. And uh, I was like talking to them about that. And then um, my core writer Mason, because we were at his house, he had a picture of the PCH on his wall. And I was like, I want to make that picture come to life in a song. So, you know, we just kind of started talking about all of the summer cliches, um, especially in Southern California, and out came Gold Summer. So I'm really excited that it's finally out, and I'm really excited um, about the song. So. Nice, nice. And so what, what's kind of was, well, before we get into that, was there a concern that you may not be able to get it out when you wanted to get it out because of? The yeah, whole like my, my uh, 
my main concern was, um, I don't know, just basically like, you know, summer looks very different this year. And I didn't know if it would be like an appropriate song to release during this time, you know, um, just because I'm like, well, I don't know, we're not exactly like all going to the beach and all able to go on our trips and stuff like that. But then like the more I thought about it was, you know, I think, you know, no matter where we are, where we're quarantined right now, like, it's like what I've learned during this time is that there's little moments that, you know, bring us happiness. And I think we can all find a gold summer, maybe not even at the beach, just like wherever we are, you know? So, so then the more I thought about it, I was, I was, you know, maybe right now is the best, like the most perfect time to release a song like mm -hmm. this, because I think too, we're all wanting new content. Like mm -hmm. summer, summer's my favorite time of year just because of the movies, of the music, of the parties, of all of that. And, and it's like, if I, I, I was thinking about delaying it till next year yeah. and I was like, well, no, like we need something like this now. Yeah. So I'm really excited that it's out and um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, and to kind of go off of that, like it seems like this year there's not really that summer anthem song that everybody's yeah. talking about and so like there's still that space available for like mm -hmm. songs that people can gravitate towards like hey this describe even though we were all locked inside this was my <laughs> song you know this was the song i yeah. enjoyed this summer and so there's a lot more free airspace and free like as mm -hmm. far as like listening on Spotify or the radio, yeah. yeah, wherever. No, it's so true. So yeah, because a lot of artists, like as we've heard, like a lot of artists have delayed the releases of their albums and yep. things. And I'm glad like Taylor Swift released an album without even anybody knowing. So that was <laughs> that was nice, you know. <laughs> so yeah, but I and I get why you know certain artists have delayed you know their album and everything because just that they need to make money back and everything like with touring but as an independent artist I'm like well cool I don't have to pay a crew or stuff like that mm. I just have to worry about myself <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of nice like I have the freedom to be able to kind of do what I want you know yeah well and th that just kind of speaks to how a lot of the mainstream music industry is set up right now is like they're mm -hmm. set up to where the artists where they really make their money is when they're playing live shows and yeah. So like, yeah. if they're not playing live shows, it's like, well, I'm not going to release this music because I can't tour it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, and it, it, like, I mean, obviously, it depends on like the different situation. Each band's situation or musician's situation is different. But you know, mm -hmm. like listening to a lot of interviews, a lot of them say, no, our money's in live shows. So. Yeah. I know it'll be interesting to see how everything that's going on right now, how it affects, because it is affecting already, but how it affects the future of live shows and mm -hmm. live events. And yeah. And I, and I think that like the music industry is, they've already gotten creative, I think during this time, but mm -hmm. have to get even more creative to kind of, you know, see, <laughs> see what can be done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, during the, uh, well, first off, are you a hundred percent full-time musician or do you have like a nine to five job that you've been? Yeah, I'm like a hundred percent a full-time musician. So, um, yeah, it's, it sucks not having shows and things like that. But, but honestly, like this time has, it's given me the opportunity to 
be able to kind of see like the shows that I was taking before as just kind of busy work and realizing like, oh, it, it wasn't really worth driving four hours to play a gig for a hundred bucks in front of nobody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. So it's, it's kind of been nice. Um, and like during this time, like, you know, releasing music, uh, it has been a big thing for me and I've just continued to do that. And that's kind of, you know, my goal is, you know, releasing new music and getting more active on social media and all of that kind of stuff. Cause even like, you know, like with the live streams and like with what we're doing right now, it's like, I'll have more people see this interview mm-hmm. than a conversation I had, I, I have in a bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm like this time, um, it's definitely been like hard and kind of made it. So, you know, you've had to like, I've had to like reassess and think about what, what I should do and where mm-hmm. I should put focus. But I think it's been, it's been good and, mm-hmm. you know, create, been, been able to like open up different creative juices and things. So that's yeah. been nice. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of why we started doing the live stream because mm-hmm. it's like, originally everything was done in person everything like yeah. that, that was my standpoint because i was like nope the conversation's not the same if we're yeah. not face to face and then like a couple of months before the um the lockdown came i had this or we had started producing a kind of a more in-depth podcast it was like it was called the jam session. So like musicians would play music, talk about the, you know, it was a little bit more in depth and we had to produce it in person just because trying to do it online wasn't going to make sense. And I had this Mm -hmm. idea of interviewing musicians that I had never heard of and fans would nominate. So it'd be like, Oh, cool. So it's like, say there's a musician in name a city up in or let's say fargo north dakota that nobody's okay. ever heard oh of. yeah yeah um and but they've got a nice little following they nominate that person and it's like hey i like their music okay bring them in and we set up cool. a little skype interview and bingo bango and that was kind of the platform mm-hmm. and so i was like did that for a few weeks and then covid happened and i'm <laughs> like like, why can't what? I do this for the keep on go- doing it exactly yeah why, can't I, why, why is this got to be just for the jam session why can't I do it for mm-hmm. you know the the like the normal podcast just the interview stuff mm-hmm. and then I started live streaming it and I'm like huh okay let's <laughs> like, this is great let's keep yeah. it let's keep it going yeah and like the cool thing is is now because I tagged you in it Mm-hmm. Your Facebook page has got the video. Yeah, you know, I yeah. got the video, and then after this, I'll send you the video if you want to clip it, put it on. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah, you know, share it, keep on yeah. sharing it. Yeah, it's not like once we're done with this, it's gonna be done and over. Like that's yeah. that's what's cool. What I like about like the like the live stream, like even like the performing aspect, is that I'm like, oh, if you couldn't make it at six o'clock, it's okay because it's gonna be on my feed later. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then it'll be out on spot, you know, so it, it's all yeah. got all kinds of multifaceted so uh, uses and what have you. So um, obviously during COVID, you'd brought up that you'd been doing like live, you've been doing a lot more live streaming and stuff, mm-hmm. but have you been doing anything to kind of challenge yourself creatively as far as yeah. music goes? Yeah. I mean, like even like Skype writing has been a challenge kind of like I I always like 
uh, writing in person because we have a, we, we talk for like an hour before and then we get straight to the point and start writing a song. And I think that with like the Skype writing is there's only so long you can talk to each other on FaceTime before you want to like just get straight to the point. So, and like co-writing is a skill because you kind of have to be quick, you know, in what you, in your, I don't know, yeah, creative process and what you're thinking and melodies and all this kind of stuff. So I think that like, honestly, during this time, I've, my co-writing, uh, I've become a better co-writer just because, or like a quicker co-writer, which sometimes though is how to be a good co-writer because, you know, you leave a session and you're, and it's, it's over, it's done, you know, mm -hmm. many times. So I think that's been good. And then, um, two, like one thing that I've done, it's a little different, not so much with my, with my music, but one thing that I've done that I've always wanted to do that I've kind of, I guess, challenged myself is, um, I recorded a podcast, um, and that was very different for me and I, I'm excited. It's, it has nothing to do with music. It's mm -hmm. a, just, it's a dyslexia awareness podcast. Um, I have dyslexia, so I've always wanted to do, um, October is dyslexia month and I've always wanted to do something, um, for dyslexia month in October, but every year it comes and goes. Mm -hmm. Um, so during this time I was like, you know, I'm going to make a, a dyslexia awareness podcast. So that's, that's been different and cool for me, you know, just kind of, uh, think of different ways to create still, mm. you know, and Absolutely. yeah, that's what I liked about this time. Cause sometimes I get in everyday life, I get super busy with shows, which mm. is great. And I love it, but it's also like, like I said, like you have to drive hours, be there and set up and play for hours and then come back. It's like, you just don't have the time and the energy to put your creative juices in other areas. So that's what I liked about this time too. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, looking at the podcast, is it like an interview-based podcast or is it just you by yourself? Like, what's the- Yes, so I, um, I it's a seven episode like series like pretty much. Podcast? And I, okay. yeah, exactly. It's like a limited edition. Um, and I interview uh, different people with dyslexia as well as uh, like special education teachers and uh, like I interview a child psychologist I interview uh, parents from like the parents perspective and how they can help their kid you know nurture their kid who has a learning disability and mm -hmm. things like that so yeah I interview three people with dyslexia um, two parents a teacher and a psychologist oh, so wow. every episode um, the episodes where I interview, you know, the people who have dyslexia, it's basically kind of like what we're doing now. Like I, they, they share their story, you know, in dealing with it. And then I interviewed the psychologist about the testing process and then the teacher. And yeah, so I'm, I'm excited nice. just to kind of give people awareness of special education and learning disabilities. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so I, how's, um, Having dyslexia and dealing with it, how's that kind of um, affected you as a musician? How's it made it? Yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, I think that my passion for music, a lot of it, I think, is because of my dyslexia. Um, you know, like dyslexia has affected my life in a lot of, I mean, some negative ways, but then some positive ways that it's influenced my life is that you know, my coping mechanism growing up um, to deal with kind of, I guess, my 
low self-esteem when it came to learning was music. I would go and get my self-esteem from singing the, in the talent shows. And then, you know, later when I started writing songs, that's kind of how I let go and spoke about what I was feeling in different ways. Um, so I think, and honestly, like even the fact that I like went into music right away instead of going to college, I think that that's, I think that dyslexia had a big impact with that because if I was doing really well and school came easy for me, I'd probably be like, I mean, I come from a family where everybody went to college and then some. So I think I would have been like, oh, well, I'm going to go to college and then maybe I would have tried to do music. But I don't know if it, if I would have ever pursued music to the extent. So, um, yeah, I think that dyslexia has definitely like been a big role in my passion and my involvement in music. Gotcha. gotcha. And so in creating this podcast for, and I'm assuming you'll release it in October during. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what's the, what was the hardest thing for you to kind of learn or what was the hardest thing about creating the podcast for you? Yeah. Oh man. Well, luckily, like as far as like the recording process goes, mm -hmm. I know a little bit about that just from recording demos and yeah. things in my room. So, so that, that was good. But like, you know, the editing process that, that was, that was kind of, uh, challenging just because, you know, it was a conversation and I was like, well, I should take this out because it doesn't really flow the conversation and things like that. So as far as technical things, the editing process was just like a very long process and things like that. But as far as also just like interviewing and like what was challenging just about the interview process was um, a lot of like kind of painful memories of my, you know, my memories with dyslexia growing up kind of came back up to my mind. Cause you know, nowadays with my career, I don't really, I don't really see how dyslexia affects my life anymore because it, I'm doing something that I love and that, um, you know, reading isn't a huge <laughs> part of it, mm -hmm. but it brought back memories of when, you know, when I was in school and that was really hard in a, in a really, you know, difficult time in my life. So that was kind of also, that was hard just to have some of those memories be like, come, come into light again and, and kind of, you know, learn I, I guess kind of like learned how I've coped with it through the years and who I am now so yeah <laughs> I got you cool um so you, you'd mentioned that you would um or had a little bit of knowledge of uh recording like demos and stuff in your room mm -hmm. uh where did you end up or for the for the new single uh what did you where did you end up recording that Yes. Yeah, so Gold Summer, I, it's so funny. I actually recorded that. So those vocals that you hear on Gold Summer mm -hmm. were my scratch vocals. Those were the vocals that oh. right after we wrote the song, um, mm -hmm. we, you know, we wrote the song on the guitar and then went into the studio. My co-writer had, has a studio in, in his house and we went in and, you know, started kind of creating the track around it. And then they're like, how about you like, lay down a vocal and, and sing. So I was like, okay. So I did what I thought at the time was just going to be my scratch vocal. <laughs> cause I, cause usually I, I spend hours and hours recording my vocals cause I care a lot about how it sounds and everything. But I threw down the vocal in like a couple of takes, but it was a one take, uh, 
you know, time. Sometimes I go piece by piece. And then we like did some, they're like, do you hear any background vocals? So I sang some background vocals. And again, all of that was just me thinking like, oh, well, this is, this is an idea of what I'll eventually bring to the studio when I'm back in LA and record my vocals. But, you know, I sang, I sang uh, my scratch vocal and then did the harmonies and then they sent it back and I was like, oh, it sounds, it sounds good. And I was like, should I do any more vocals? And they're like, I mean, is there anything here that you want to do differently? And I was like, I don't think so. So sometimes it works out that way. And I think that, you know, the intention in my voice was more apparent because it was right after I wrote it. Uh, you know, I just think that um, a lot of the vibe of the song was because I had sang it right after we wrote it mm -hmm. and, and sang it without thinking too much about it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Is, uh, for Gold Summer, is there plans for like a music video or anything? Yes. So I'm actually releasing the music video for it next week, next okay. Friday, a week from today. And this video was shot in quarantine. Um, it was pretty much like a self done music video with friends in quarantine. Uh, and you know, I live in LA, so luckily I have friends who are in the film industry. Yep. So, um, so yeah, but they were in my circle of quarantine friends of, you know, people who I've been seeing during this time. Um, so that made things, you know, it, there was some difficulty in things just because of COVID, but I'm really excited about the video and excited for everybody to see it. <laughs> what was the uh, most challenging part about this video? Because you have mm -hmm. released music videos before, and mm -hmm. obviously this one has a completely different, completely different yeah. situation behind it. Um, what was the hardest part of this music video for you? Yeah, well, usually, so uh, this video that I have um, coming out, the Gold Summer video, has no budget. Everybody involved volunteered their talents and their time. So, you know, um, and, and, you know, the people involved, we're all kind of in the same stage, I guess, in our careers where we are building in our careers. And we're not yet, you know, usually I hire people to do my videos who that's what they do to make their living. And yeah. Um, you know, I, I usually film one or two days and that's it. And they send it to me and bam, we're done. This video was really a unique and fun experience because we were learning together the whole entire time. We, we filmed, I don't know, countless days. I, I can't even rem remember how many days, uh, because we, you know, we had filmed something and be like, Oh no, this isn't right. We, we need yeah. to go and do it again. Um, and we had one day that was a 12 hour day and that wasn't even, we didn't even finish everything in that day you know that was for a couple of scenes yep. but you know it was really cool and this is the most involved I've ever been in um, any of my videos that I've filmed um, and you know I've had I had a lot of really talented friends who you know they volunteered their time so this video I think means a little bit more to me just because everybody who is involved volunteered their time they they and like when I say time it's like hours and hours and days that that they put in to make this video. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm proud of it. And, um, you know, I'm excited just because I didn't know, I didn't think I'd be able to film a, a video this year just because of everything that's going on. So I'm lucky to live in California, California where I could yep. film a gold summer music video too. Yep. So. 
and I'm sure there was, if you wanted to go down to the beach to do any like cool beach stuff, there's plenty of beach in California where it's like, okay. There's plenty of beach and we tried our best because there's some B-roll of different like surfers and things. We tried our best and I think we succeeded at this to not get anybody wearing masks (laughs) just because we wanted this to be a pre-COVID video or post COVID. (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, we got a lot of surfers. We got, um, yeah, it, I'm excited for it. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So when you, uh, sent in your, uh, request for the, uh, podcast, Mm -hmm. you had put in a SoundCloud link to a, what I would assume is another single. Oh, okay. Is it halfway fell? Yeah. And yes, it was that's, not yeah. on the South Clown link when I finally got around to listening to it. Oh, dang it. So, is that a new single that's coming out soon, or is that already released? No, so that is already out. Okay. I'm really excited. Actually, it just reached a million streams on Spotify last Sunday. Okay. So, I'm really excited. Um, yeah, that one came out on June 5th. Okay. So yeah, everybody go listen to Halfway Fell. <laughs> okay. I was sitting here. I was like, You're like, why isn't it working? That's yeah, weird. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if I like changed the setting on it or something. Because sometimes, Maybe. like, when yeah. sometimes you know you like have a link if it's private, and then if you make it public, it's resets to a different link yeah, or something. It, it, rege- <laughs> it repopulates a new link or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was well, sitting here. Was, so then I, I'm gonna check the link. Because <laughs> yeah. I was sitting here. I was like. All right, well, I, I, I'm not quite sure, but whatever. Like, it's- thanks. <laughs> oh, so for uh, Gold Summer, is the plan, are you working towards like an LP or an EP, or are you just kind of sticking with the singles right now? I'm just sticking with the singles. I I mean, yeah, I, I'm going to hopefully try and release like a new song, like, Every two months is my goal, and um, I was lucky at the beginning of quarantine in March, I had six songs already ready to go, and um, I have like three more songs now that are left that I'm going to be releasing, Um, so yeah, I'm really excited, but I think my next song I'm not going to release until like the end of September, so we got some time (laughs) to to sit on Gold Summer for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, you got to let Gold Summer kind of ride out the rest of the summer because it's like... Exactly, exactly. You still got a few months and let it go. Yes. But I do like, you know, talking to a lot of different musicians, I hear a lot of different release strategies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I completely understand there are some musicians that they just don't have the ability to produce music that quick where they can turn stuff around every couple of months. Mm-hmm. But like this day and age where Spotify, like yeah. the Spotify plays and that algorithm is kind of what rules the industry. Yeah. The fact that you can get music out that quickly and just mm-hmm. like, like, and especially if you can do it consistently. Yeah. yeah you know, it's uh, that I feel like that's a really strong way to do it. And mm-hmm. like, I, I've heard some people say that they like to, do singles and then cap it with a full like LP release, you know, yeah, whatever yeah. the strategy is, but you know. Yes, which eventually maybe I'll do, but if I do it, it'll be more from for merch, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll put it I'll put all of my singles yeah. in like the last year or so on on a CD for for merch, but mm-hmm. but yeah, like you know, in this in this day and age it's like yes, quantity, um and quality, obviously, yeah. you know, but you need to keep 
keep uh keep consistent in in content that you are putting out which which yeah it's 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 you know like the days of releasing an album and then waiting two years to release another album you know like i feel like is gone for especially like new artists like me like i if i release a 12 album um yeah a 12 song album i don't know if anybody will even listen to the full album and then in a month, nobody will care, probably. So yeah. you have to just Absolutely. keep it going. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things where nowadays, if you release a 12-song album, it has to be one of those deals where all 12 songs could be the lead single. Like, it's, yes. it's you're almost in yeah. a situation now where that has yeah. to be the case. Whereas back in the day, it was like, okay, well, the algorithm is we do full-length albums. I've only got eight songs so we need to find two or three filler songs and just yeah album it you know yeah and so that's where you got like the a side b side you know like that Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah it's 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 interesting how the industry shifts you know (laughs) absolutely absolutely um so obviously right now you're in la and Mm -hmm. you go back to nashville uh relatively frequently when there isn't a global pandemic going on yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, how how often do you get to go back home to mesa yeah i mean luckily my parents come to me because they want to escape the heat um and they want to go to the beach and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so the last time i was home was for christmas i think um and then i probably i want to go back home because i just my sister just had a baby and mm-hmm. i want to meet my my brand new little two-month-old niece mm-hmm. so i would have gone home you know in may when she was born but of course as we know <laughs> everything happened so i'm hoping i mean i'm hoping at least by christmas that's that's my goal if it could be sooner that'd be great but uh, my parents are both doctors mm-hmm. so they're actually quarantining away from each other. Oh, so I, I asked, I was like, hey, can I come come home? And like, and then my sister's a nurse practitioner yeah. and at her job, she's actually not allowed to see anybody outside of her, of her own fan, like her own, you know, yeah. the people that she sees all the time, basically. So I wouldn't, I would have to go and quarantine somewhere for two weeks, but the place where I would quarantine is like my parents' house and I wouldn't be allowed there. So. Yeah. It's tricky. Yep, <laughs> yep. It, it's one of those things because it's like my dad's getting like because right now I live in Waco, Texas. We're in a very okay. not so much similar as in my parents aren't doctors, but like uh-huh. my dad's retired. He wants to travel and go see mm-hmm. go see his kids and stuff like that. Yeah, I live in Waco, Texas. They live in South Florida. Oh wow! Okay, and so they want to come see me and it's like, okay, cool. But you do realize that once you go back, you're going to have to go quarantine for two weeks because for whatever reason, Texas is getting this stigma of, nope, anytime you come from Texas, you got to. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I I got friends that live in New Mexico and I want, I haven't seen them since January Mm -hmm. and I want to go hang out go do live and amplified things because that's where my crew is at the rest of my crew Mm -hmm. is at okay and over fourth of july i was supposed to go out there i called my my sound engineer i was like hey how are things looking over there and they're like yeah just don't tell anybody you're coming from texas and i'm like Uh, okay why what's going on and they're like 
because if the police find out, you're probably going to have to quarantine for two weeks. And I'm like, uh-huh. well, it's not going to help because I get Texas plates now. Yeah. I got a, I got a target on my back. <laughs> And your family is chiming in in the chat saying, confirming that it is true that you never go back home to Mesa. Ah, oh, no. <laughs> so. Oh, but. Well, they come and visit me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, hey, if you if they got to come visit you in L.A., okay. yeah, I'm sure Where it's would- not. I'm sure it's not a hard sell. No, exactly. I'm like, the last time I've got the last time I saw my parents was. I had the opportunity to play in London in January or in February. I, I got to go there for some shows. Mm-hmm. So that's the last time I saw them was because they came with me. So I'm like, okay. you guys got to go to cool places when, when we see each other. So it's, you know. <laughs> yeah, nice. So you, you said when you were in Nashville mm-hmm. in February, was were you there yeah. when the tornadoes hit? No, luckily, um, so February February was a busy month for me. I was in Nashville for two weeks, and then I came back to L.A. for a week, and then I went to London for a week. So I was actually in London when when the tornado happened, So, which I, I was lucky, but also I'm like, I, it, was, it was crazy to see. And, and then, yeah, I'm like, man, Nashville hasn't had an easy year. No, that is <laughs> That's for sure. That yeah. is very, very true. Um, so when you go to Nashville, do you have like your own place set up or do you usually stay at like friends and whatnot? Like, yeah, so, um, I'm lucky enough to be paying like very cheap rent (laughs) at, uh, like I have my own room at Mm -hmm. like my, my drummer and my guitar player. So me and my guitar player, we were like sharing a room for a little bit Mm because we were both still in LA and going there. So we would, we would be like splitting rent with my guitar player um, and his girlfriend. So that's what I'm doing still. I know. Okay. And I, cause I was supposed to be out there so much more this year. Yeah. So, you know, when it came to like Airbnb, I was, it was like, Oh yeah. Like I would actually be saving money if I yeah. do this. And then, you know, here we are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, and cause usually it's the other way around where it's like, they go out to LA so frequently that they just set up an apartment or whatever, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure you're the. Uh, you said it was your guitar player that you're that you were sharing the room with, or that you yes. were renting from. Well, yeah, that I'm sharing a room with. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm sure, yeah. and I'm sure everybody involved is like, okay, it's cheaper on all of us, so they were. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. Well, it was funny because my guitar or my drummer who you know lived in LA he was like I'm gonna move to Nashville um and he was like you should come like move with me to Nashville and I was like I love LA like I love Nashville but I can't leave LA you know um so then he kind of presented this you know option and I was like yeah because I was I go there even before I had a place there I would still go there like every two months so I would be spending money on Airbnb and stuff like that so this was kind of like, oh, cool. Like, you know, and sometimes you'd be like, I'd be at an Airbnb for a week for like 300 bucks, you know? So it's like, yeah. oh, cool. So now I can stay as long as I want. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, originally when we were about three years ago, I was looking for new places to move to. And Nashville, obviously, because of the whole lot we were two years into the live and amplified thing, Nashville was one of the places we wanted to move. Mm-hmm. But 
about two years ago, I had read this article that Nashville had this ban against in-home studios. Yes. Yeah, yeah I just saw that. And, and I know that and they I, were pushing for this year to yep. make it like legal. Yep. And I don't know what ended up happening with that. If I, it is. I'm not 100% sure either but i know i read the same article or yeah heard the exact same thing and i was like okay nashville's trying to push itself back into play again i guess because it's like yeah well like it, all i mean honestly most places i record are home studios yeah. you know yeah, so because you know the, the originally when we started going to nashville we'd rent airbnbs you mm -hmm. know because it's like okay we've got place to stay we could set up all our gear bring the bands through you know and we're just mm -hmm. running through everything and then we hit a point where we started talking to the airbnb people like hey this is what we're doing they're like oh you want to set up an in-home studio no that's not happening because oh, because of, of yeah 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 and i was like well dang okay and so then i found a <laughs> like a private business that had like uh rehearsal spaces that oh yeah worked they're expensive there. I'm like, it's way cheaper to have a rehearsal or like to go to rehearsal studios in LA than, than Nashville, which is surprising. <laughs> Cause it was like 150 bucks a day, which is yeah. like. In LA, the place where I go is 25 bucks a day. <laughs> so wow. it's crazy. Yeah. Cause it, I was over two hours, 25 bucks for two hours. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were there for, tw this was for a 12 hour day, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, we were there for a while. But, you know, when you look at it, it's 150 bucks for that. And then you're looking at another 75 for the hotel. Mm -hmm. It's just like. An and, Uber or a rental car or, yeah. <laughs> well, we drive everywhere. We don't do a whole lot. Oh, that's of, good. Yeah, we, we drive everywhere. Mm -hmm. We don't do a whole lot of flying just because mm -hmm. our gear would cost. Oh, like, yeah. Too yeah. much in flying and uh, check bags and all that fun stuff. So, you know. Yeah, you know. yeah. But, um, so, yeah, whenever we come to Nat now it's like Nashville, okay, you're trying to put yourself back into play and make it a little bit easier on us. But I've also noticed that a lot of the Airbnb people, they've got this uh, this weird thing where they think they could charge us more because we're going to be um, filming in their place. They're like, okay. "Oh, you're you're making movies, okay? Mm -hmm. well, the rate is any way that they can make money, they'll yep. they'll or charge extra. They they will." <laughs> yep. And I'm just like, "Okay, I see where this is going. It ain't gonna happen." We're gonna yeah, happen. yeah. <laughs> I, I ain't paying your inflated price, so. <laughs> um, so when you're not doing music, what are you doing for fun? Well, my my new hobby um, that I before all this was go, was happening, my I loved going to like Orange Theory Fitness. That was my like my I don't know that that was like my thing that I would do every day. That I was like I need to do this. But now all the gyms are closed, so I just bought a bike. Mm -hmm. And I've been biking a lot recently, and I live right next to a bike path that leads to the beach. So, um, so that is like one thing that I really like enjoy doing now. And um, yeah, it's funny whenever people ask me like, "So what do you do like in, like when you're not doing music?" And I'm like, "I'm always doing music. I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, that's not an uncommon answer. Like, so it's, yeah, you know, it, it's just kind of like that's kind of what I do you know like yeah yeah so I completely understand um 
do you find yourself focusing on as far as like your musical career now that you've got a lot more time are mm-hmm. you focusing a lot more on like your social media presence or yes. what are you kind of doing to prepare for life after COVID and your music? Yeah, well, and it's exactly that. It's <laughs> social media. Like um, I kind of like jumped on the, cause I, you know, when everything was going down, I was like, oh no, I just kind of knew when everything was shutting down and like I was supposed to play at South by Southwest and then that got mm-hmm. canceled and then I was supposed to play at another festival in Baton Rouge and then that got canceled. And when all that kind of stuff happened, that was like beginning of March, before even we had the lockdown in LA that when it was official. So it was then that I realized, I'm like, you know, my like live shows and performing, that's not gonna be a thing for a long time. And I don't, like even now, like, I'm not trying to be negative about it or pessimistic about it. I'm just trying to be realistic about it. And I don't think that's gonna come back anytime soon, which I hope it does, but I don't think so. So, I kind of jumped on the live stream bandwagon, whatever, right away, just because I was like, well, I need to, I kind of, and who knows what, if, if the live stream, you know, can be monetized and, and that becomes like the new way for musicians, I don't know, but that's kind of like, I, I jumped on that right away and then started doing like the Instagram takeovers and things like that. And I've actually grown my, my social media presence quite a bit from that. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of my goal. I also want to get into like hop, hop onto it before it gets too big. And cause you know, the thing about music is that you, you have to be ahead of the trend or something yep. before it becomes oversaturated. Yep. So, you know, like the drive-in theaters, uh, like the drive-in concerts, yep. I mean, like yeah. obviously not to, I think it's a little trickier for an artist at my level, unless it would be for a big festival. But I do think that there will be smaller scale drive-in concerts. So I'm kind of keeping my eyes open um, with like for that, maybe even like getting friends, like other musician friends together and creating our own drive-in concert series. But it's hard to find that land in LA. (laughs) So we'll see. You know, and it's, the the live streaming is cool, but you almost have to have mm-hmm. the techno or the equipment to pull it off and make it sound somewhat decent. Because if you're just doing yeah. it on your phone, if you're a solo acoustic act, you might get a little lucky and make it work. Yeah. But really you need your interface and microphones and pickups and all that. Yeah, stuff. there's so much that goes into it. Well, that's another thing. I was talking to my drummer. And whenever I do go to Nashville, um, we we want to do like a, a live stream with like the band and stuff. So we were like kind of brainstorming with each other the other day of like how we would make that happen and make it sound good. Because yeah. or else it's just noise. <laughs> so who knows? You got just a random wall of noise. Have you guys yeah. thought about doing like um, those videos where it's like everybody's in a completely different location? Yes. Yes. And I- I, I emailed or I texted my band at the beginning of this, but you know, everybody was kind of dealing with this time in yeah. our own way. So um, now enough times passed. I should I should reach out and be like, hey guys, okay, we need it. We need it. And our problem was deciding on which song to do. So so I'm gonna be like, hey guys, this is the song we're doing. You do your part. Yep. You do your part. Let's just do it. (laughs) And actually what I'm finding works really well for those is like Mm -hmm. when you do like a really absurd cover song, Mm -hmm. 
for whatever reason, you know, like some yeah. break out, like just the really absurd cover song, whether it's not absurd in the sense like, oh, whoa, I'd never expect you to do a nine inch nails cover, you know, just something, yeah, like, that, you yeah, know, yeah. something like that. But um, so the just kind yeah. of a little two cents as far as no i know i know i'm like i'm like thinking i'm like i need to be like thinking outside of the box like a song that everybody knows but like uh yeah i don't know we'll see well i'll think i'm gonna think (laughs) gotcha cool i look forward to that because you know we've been trying to do the exact same thing Mm -hmm. and because i don't play a single instrument i'm not musically (laughs) gifted talented capable none of it (laughs) And I was like, you know what, we need, I need to find a group of musicians to do a video like that. And it's like, okay, this is the song we're going to do. I say, okay, I'm going to play drums to that. Or I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, we need to get you, guitar player, to lay down the initial pacing track. And then... Mm -hmm. Yeah, they never laid down the pacing track. that's That's the thing about it. I'm like, you know, I text him like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And then, and then I think I did say a song and then I was like, okay, well we need, um, we kind of needed like the drummer to come up with like what the tempo would be then have the guitar player lay it down, have him, you know what I mean? So it's like just getting people to do it is hard. (laughs) Especially right now when it's not like you're not all together and it's just like, no, like I'm in California. My guitar player is in Seattle. My uh, drummer's in Nashville. My bass player's in Nashville, but nobody's seeing each other. So it's like, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I completely understand. I get it. Um, So kind of um, moving how, when there isn't a pandemic, how often do you do like, full band gigs versus like solo gigs or is it all pretty mm-hmm. much full band gigs how often are you out there playing it it changes like every month but i do do like um i kind of i mean i kind of feel like the ratio is pretty even as as far as band gigs and acoustic gigs mm-hmm. um yeah like i love playing with my band and i love playing acoustic it's just i think <laughs> but i think that like during this live stream and whole pandemic era i've been playing all acoustic so mm-hmm. i'm i'm really missing playing with with my band so i'm excited for when that day can finally happen again <laughs> yeah, absolutely um you'd mentioned that you were supposed to be playing or that you were supposed to play south by this year yeah. are they bringing or trying to bring you back for next year or have they not officially made any plans there hasn't been any like official announcement or anything about it so yeah, I think we're all just kind of playing it by ear because they canceled like literally days, maybe less like days before. Yeah, like, like less than a week yeah, before because and it was insane. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. I broke the news to a few people, which was mm-hmm. really intense because it was like I live in Waco, which is mm-hmm. about two hours from Austin. And when I was sick, we hadn't gone into quarantine yet. And so I'm sitting in my office working away and all of a sudden I just hear one of our, I don't remember if it was a reporter or one of our digital Mm -hmm. people, they go, oh no, South by has been canceled. Like just, and I'm like, wait, what? And then I got the push alert and I'm like, oh dang, okay. And then I knew a few of the musicians, a few musicians that were supposed to be coming down for like, they were supposed to be a part of the official South by uh-huh. A couple were doing like unofficial showcases. Mm-hmm. And so I messaged them all and I was like, 
hey man, I don't know if they've told you yet or whatever, uh, but are you still planning on coming to Austin? Because South by just got canceled. And a few of them, like few, all the ones that were a part of the unofficial South by Southwest was like, yeah, we just heard, we'll, we'll get back to you, you know, because mm-hmm. I had a huge plans of grabbing all these musicians because they got to come oh yeah right yeah. through waco yeah because most of them were landing in dallas and you got to come right through waco to get to austin mm-hmm. and so i was just like okay well i'm going to grab them all while they're in waco and we're going to do mm-hmm. either a podcast or you know figure something out yeah and you know a lot of the unofficial showcase people were like no we'll, we're there the unofficial stuff is still kind of playing but we're playing it by ear and then the yeah. two guys that I knew for a fact that were doing like official showcases, mm-hmm. they're like, wait, are you serious? Nobody from South by has contacted us yet. And I'm like, oh my gosh, wait. So they broke it to the media before they told before them. they broke it to. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I know I heard from, um, I heard cause I, so I play in like a, I guess like a side band as well. I have like my Christy Huff project and then, I'm also part of this like collaborative band called the Kerosene Hymns. Mm-hmm. So my drummer and like uh, band member for the Kerosene Hymns like was like, oh yeah, so it's not happening. I was like, what? <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> yeah. I'm sad. I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's. I hope that they kind of, because I've seen a lot of music festivals that had to cancel this year. They basically yeah. just took the lineup from this year and plopped it to next year. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of hope that's what happens with South by, but now that like everything's extended, like I've kind of come to the realization that I probably won't get back into the office anytime this year, just because, you know, that's how it is. And it's like, well, dang, South by is in March. I know. March is going to be here before we know it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're like six months away at this point. May, well, not yeah. six months quite, but seven I know months. it's just weird because we're already in August tomorrow, right? Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's uh four months, five months, whatever it's been. Yeah, it's it's just like I don't even know what day it is anymore. Yeah, somebody messaged me. It was like, "Hey, are we still good for a podcast on Tuesday?" And I'm like, "Wait, it's not Tuesday." <laughs> And they're like, no, dude, it's Sunday. And I'm like, shit. I know, days don't really mean anything to me anymore, you know? (laughs) I I had spent like three hours preparing for this one podcast that's not for another two days. And I'm like. Oh, wow. Well, at least you're prepared. (laughs) Yeah. I I was like, dang. Okay. Whatever. (laughs) That happened. So, yeah. But, um, so. One thing that we really like to do on Live and Amplified is we like to pass on knowledge to younger musicians. Mm -hmm. Um, So what's one of the biggest lessons that you've learned since, I guess, since moving out to LA that you wish you would have known when you um, first got started playing music? Oh, man, that's a good question. I think, (laughs) I think I wish I would have, like, what I wish I would have done more of and, like, through my whole journey in in music in general is like go like just go with my gut like I've heard like when it comes to music you usually like especially like I've dealt with different quote-unquote managers like Mm. so many of them who like you know as like a young 
hungry musician, you hear the word, like you hear quote unquote managers make promises or, you know, like false promises. And you're like, oh yeah, like that sounds really good. Like I want to go with that. And you think that you're like a part of me, like deep down knew that like, I, I was like agreeing, like, cause I, I signed a contract with a manager when I was first out here. And honestly, like right as it happened, I kind of had like a weird feeling about it, but I was just kind of like, oh no, like it'll be good. Like now I have a manager and, and like that didn't really go well. And then there was like this other situation that was similar. So I think I wish I would have just kind of followed my gut and my intuition. But with that being said, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have changed any of my, any of the process and journey that I've had in music, just because that's how I've learned and how I've been able to grow and know what to do, you know? So I think if I could have told myself anything back then, it's like, it's okay. Just keep on doing it. Like, it's okay. Don't worry too much. Cause I worried a lot back mm -hmm. then. And now I'm a little bit more like level head, level headed, you know, when it comes to things. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that answered your question much, but <laughs> no, it did, it did perfectly. Um, and then as far as like going into the studio, what's one thing mm -hmm. that you've learned about yourself as a musician? Yeah. Um, I, well, I've learned, I mean, I need and I like having time, like especially in the studio. I don't do well feeling rushed, um, whether, you know, whether it's like, you know, I guess mainly what I'm referring to is like recording vocals because that's like to me like the most important, my most important job to do, you know, with the song. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've learned that like I – whether I need it or not, I enjoy having the time to really have have the moment to make the song sound the way that I want it to and really be able to decide and have options to choose from. Um, but then also like one thing that I've learned just like with time, like when I when I first started writing songs and producing music, I was very um, persistent on like I'm not gonna co-write with anybody. I am going to only release and only record um, solo songs that I write by myself. Yeah. And I, um, I think over time, I, I've learned um, that there are some songs that I bring to other people that I don't think would have gotten to where, I, I don't think I would have been able to create what we ended up creating on my own. So I'm very much more open to others' <laughs> opinions. I guess I was very stubborn at first. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I Yeah. I got you. Cool. Um, so one thing that I wanted to talk about was the Artist of the Year Award that you got from the USO. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you, you, got, uh, you got it in the mail, I believe it was like beginning of July I saw on Instagram. Yeah. I don't even remember when that. Yeah. A couple <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> Um, so how did that kind of all come about? Um, you'd played a show in Seattle. Right. So I was supposed to be playing oh. at this gala, this USO gala um, in October. Okay. But of course, yeah, it's not happening anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I've been, I've been in contact with um, this like booking company that works with the USO, mm -hmm. um, uh, and he, yeah, they, I guess like they all kind of spoke to each other and like nominated me and then awarded me that award, which was really amazing. I was not expecting it. And 
um, yeah, it was just like it really exciting to, you know, I'm very bummed that I won't be able to perform in the gala. Um, but that was, that was a nice gesture and really cool. I think that, and I'm, I feel really honored getting yes. that award. So, <laughs> and so the gala was in Seattle. That's what it was. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Is that the, um, like first award as a musician that you've received or have you received? Um, I, I mean, okay. I received, uh, an award, like this was like a couple years ago. I won a talent contest. Okay. Um, and like got a trophy and stuff for that. So, um, I guess, I guess not really, but definitely like, I, I guess the, the only award that I've gotten that hasn't been, you know, like a talent show or something. Okay. So that's really exciting, you know? Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that's something that you could put on your resume and your EPK. Going yeah. Through. Yeah, definitely. Gotcha. Um, as far as shows go moving forward, is there a place that you haven't had a chance to play yet that you really want to play or? Well, I mean, this is, would be like my dream um, as far as venues go and just like honors would be playing at the Grand Ole Opry. I think would be amazing. I was waiting amazing. for you to say the Bluebird Cafe. Oh, and the Bluebird Cafe. <laughs> but, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. The Grand Ole Opry that, yeah, that's, um, I just went there for the first time in January when we last went out to Nashville. Yeah, it it's so like it's so cool. Early morning on a Sunday, and it was just like, okay, nobody's playing, but we're here at the Opry, you know, because it was one yeah. of the things we'd been going to Nashville. Historic. And it's like, we don't ever do anything, like, fun when we go on these trips. It's yeah. Always, well, I mean, I guess not fun. Like, what we do is fun, but, like, tour, yeah, 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 like yeah. do the like tours Like, touristy or something. Yeah. yeah. And so we, went, to, we do, went down Broadway, and it was just like, all right, I refuse to pay 20-some-odd dollars to park for an hour. Yeah. And so yeah. we were like, it's let's go to the Opry. to park in Nashville. <laughs> yeah. And so we ended up going to the Opry, and it was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so the Opry is where you really like to play? Yeah, yeah. I had the opportunity to go uh, backstage last year, last summer, and it was just really cool because, like, um, backstage at, at the Opry, they have this ritual where everybody who's performing that night, they, uh, like, they, nobody closes the door to their, um, to their dressing what's the dressing room exactly yeah. no nobody it's like it's just like a tradition that nobody closes the door to their dressing room and everybody's like so and they do that so that it's it's a community that everybody can walk into each other's dressing room and like talk to each other and and rehearse and things like that so it was just like a really cool experience and you know it's something that they you know want to make special and so i'm like oh, that's my dream It'd be amazing <laughs> nice nice um and how long have you been going to Nashville? So I recorded my first two albums there like in 2014, 2014 and 2015, or maybe it's 2013, 2013 actually. Oh, yeah. Um, so since 2013, but I've been going like every two months the last three years. Okay. So yeah. Cool, cool. And how's your music style kind of changed over the years or you music? Yeah, like kind of um, when, when I first, um, like my first two albums are very very country um and over over the years i've kind of 
I think it's because I have influence from both LA and Nashville. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm just very country pop. And I think that that has, you know, influenced my writing style. Like I'm still a storyteller, but then I think like certain melodies can sound a little bit more pop. And then as, of course, when it comes to my production, it's like very much country pop influenced. So. Gotcha. Awesome. Awesome. So I have two very, very important questions to ask you. Okay. Very, <laughs> Very serious questions. <laughs> Pineapple pizza, yes or no? Yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah, I, I have nothing I, against it. I'm starting to learn that's more of a coastal thing. Like, yeah, okay, okay. So, like, <laughs> like in the south and like the coast, anytime, unless it's like New York. But if I ask pineapple pizza, yes or no, mostly on the coast or in the south, it's a yes. But if you go okay. north, it's a no. It's a no. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that, that, that's just kind of an interesting. Yeah. I, I grew up in Chicago where pineapple pizza is like a sin. Oh, my God. And so it, it's just now it's like, okay, I'm going to start asking everybody that question. That's funny. Okay. So, okay. Huh. And the second very serious question, uber serious. Oh, what is your current guilty pleasure song? Guilty pleasure song? Yes. That you, oh. that you are listening to and are ashamed that you actually enjoyed the song. Um, what is it? Ugh, there's a song that's called like Hot Girl Summer Anthem or Summer Bummer. Okay. It's like F U A U A U. I really like the melody. Like, I'm drawn to melodies. So I'm like, I didn't even realize that they were cussing a lot. And then I was like, oh, dang it. Now I can't really sing this song, but I really like the melody. <laughs> You're, are you talking about the Meg the Stallion song? No, or, it's called no. like Summer. Oh, I forget what it's it, called. It's going to drive us. See, I don't, I don't even know. I just like the melody. So I just, okay. that's why I like it. And I don't even know the artist. But I guess another, okay, I'll, I'll change it. My other guilty pleasure, um, I love One Direction, and um, I was listening to, like, my re- my Summer Rewind playlist, and okay. it it had um, uh, the best song ever, the One Direction okay. best song ever. So, okay. yes. Nice. <laughs> you know, it's funny, though. Like, my favorite time of the year is, like, right at the beginning of the new year where Spotify will throw out the yeah. songs of yeah. 2019 or 2018. And I'll go back yeah. and listen to the songs that I was, like, really listening to in 2019. And I'm like, wait, I actually like that song? Wait, what kind of weird, yeah. you know? Well, to it, me, it, like, brings me back to, like, a memory or, like, a time or something. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was listening to this when this was happening and yeah. this and this time of year and stuff. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> And it, like, so when that popped up, like 2018 and 2017 popped in and I'm like, okay, let's go listen to what I was listening to in 2018. And I was like, wait, <laughs> like the first song that popped up was like the Beach Boys or something. And I'm oh, like, nice. <laughs> all right. Like, I mean, I, I do enjoy that song, but I didn't realize I was listening to it that heavy in 2018, <laughs> you know? So it, it that's was funny. Stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but first off, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast here. I just thank realized you so much for having it was. me. I don't want to keep you too much longer. It's Friday night. Hey, you're in California. Raging I, in quarantine. <laughs> yep, yep. Absolutely. Um, so, w- what's the uh, plan, kind of moving forward as we hopefully kind of come out of quarantine? You've got 
a new single you're thinking like end of september right yeah end of september and then i'll i'm i'm also wanting to release a song like in november ish and okay. then maybe this year i i've always wanted to do this and maybe this year's the year i don't know i want to release a christmas song as well okay. so nice. maybe that's in the cards we'll see so yeah and then just like my podcast in october and yeah, yeah keeping it busy keeping things uh, you know keep uh, on releasing content yeah <laughs> absolutely are all the episodes to the podcast like done and complete or do you yes everything's done now it's just getting like the artwork all done and then sending it off to the oh, distributor you're going, you're going all out for it nice. yeah 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 <laughs> That's really awesome. And then you've got the music video dropping for Gold, Gold Summer on Friday. Mm -hmm. nice. And that'll yeah. be available YouTube. Facebook? On YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, put, I'll share the links everywhere. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> as far as social media goes, uh, where have you, where do you feel like you're the most active? And where do you, like, what's your favorite social media to use right now? I love Instagram okay. the best, but I basically post the same thing that I post on Instagram, on Facebook, and Twitter. So I'm equally as active on all just because I copy and paste the exact same thing. <laughs> so I gotcha. I gotcha. You know, because I was like, and I don't know if it's an age thing, but it's like, I enjoy Facebook. And I'm trying to get better at Instagram just, but because Instagram is so visual and I yeah. don't always have that, like I have something I want to say, but it's just like, I don't really have the visual content to connect. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of like, okay, so Instagram kind of gets thrown to the wayside. Yeah. You need to tweet then. Just start tweeting. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Like, I'm not that big of a Twitter fan. Like, I just don't <laughs> enjoy it. I don't know. Like, but I've been really trying to get into TikTok. And, yeah. You know. I like it, watching TikTok. I'm not that great at adding content to TikTok, which I should get better at. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoy watching TikTok. Like, there's this one kid, he does dirty jokes to my mom. And he's <laughs> basically, so it's him. He's like, thumbs it. <laughs> Yeah, and so he's sitting there, and he he's got his phone on his mom, and he says, "Hey, mom, whatever the lead into the joke is," and she'll be like, "Oh, I don't know," and then he'll say the punchline, and you hear his dad like cackling from the other room or to the next to him because he thinks it's so funny, and then you, oh, get, the you get the gross out reaction from the mom, and it's just like, uh. this is super stupid. But it is very but entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So TikTok is interesting like that and trying to figure it out, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so where can everybody find you online? Social media? Yeah. Basically just Christy Huff, like Christy Huff Music on you guys will have my Facebook yep. tagged in here. So yep. it's just Christy Huff Music and then on you on uh Instagram, Christy Huff Music. Basically, Christy Huff music everywhere, but you can go to my website, which is just christyhuff.com, and that will lead you everywhere. So, yeah, thank you so much for having me yeah, tonight. Absolutely, it's, awesome. it's been great. You know, I'm, it's it's becoming routine now because it's like yeah, every, like doing the podcast every night. It's like okay, it's taking place of TV because mm -hmm. I used to watch I watch way too much Netflix during the day because it's like 
I got my computer in front of me and then I was like, yeah. oh, I've got this bright idea of taking this TV and putting it right next to my computer. And now <laughs> I plug my phone in and it's like Netflix all the time. And yeah, like, yeah. My, my dad's like, did you really watch all 12 episodes of whatever Netflix series? And yeah, I'm like, like, no. <laughs> well, I've been working all day. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, why, is <laughs> why is Tiger King always popping up in our recently yeah. watched? And it's like, that's funny. Dang it. I didn't do it. <laughs> Wasn't me. So, it, yeah. But uh, I'm really enjoying the podcast. I really appreciate you for jumping on. And whenever you need to come back on to promote, a new single new anything mm -hmm. just let us know I've had a really good time and thank you, you back on. yeah um, sounds good we'll do absolutely. this again yeah absolutely but once again thank you so much for jumping on thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll catch you guys later thanks yeah. all right streams off streams off cool